next category is best needle drop, which guys, I don't know if it's because we're doing this is the fir- the fifth year doing this and I'm like looking for for this or mm-hmm. if things are getting a little out of control, but there's some great needles. There's a lot. There is like tremendous. I don't know if like the use of music has like climbed every year or if I'm just like more aware of it. But I think we're getting older. So things a certain song plays hit different when they hit. Yeah, it's I didn't our movie like people of our generation are now making movies. I didn't want to like list like 20 nominees. (laughs) I I had a hard time keeping it. I, I have 13 on here. So here are the nominees. Uh, Priscilla uh, for Crimson and Clover and I Will Always Love You. The Iron Claw, Tom Sawyer. Oh, incredible needle drop. Absolutely incredible. Uh, the Creator, Everything in Its Right Place by Radiohead. Wow. I, I'm starting to get a picture of why you're in the bag <laughs> for The Creator. Uh, no Hard Feelings, Man Eater. Oh. Uh, Barbie Push. By uh, Matchbox Twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, let me pause here. We are is that I is had that a hard time. Drop? I had a hard time with the diegetic versus non-diegetic. I don't. I don't think that that counts as a needle drop. I let me just get through these because, like, there's a lot of bleeding over with the non-diegetic versus diegetic, which means like, do the characters in the film hear the song well, or not? And also, like, are they are the characters in the film singing? That's the song? I think that that is because if That's they're hearing layer. it or not hearing it, that doesn't bother me. Diegetic, non-diegetic, but. In in push by Matchbox Twenty, they are actively <laughs> performing the song. So that's more of like in the dance sequence, like best song than it is a. Uh, I think it's just tragically something that'll never have its own category. You know what I yeah, mean? Unfortunately, best performance of an old song. of an existing. Let me Rob Thomas song. Let me Orlando's let me get through the own. let me get through the rest of these. Uh, P I M P. Um, by 50 Cent in Anatomy of a Fall. That's great cool. recurring needle drop. Uh, it's actually not by 50 Cent. It is a, a steel a drum cover, cover of, of PIMP yeah. that plays a core role, <laughs> a quintessential role in the film Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, you take your pick, but I picked uh, How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. That's the killer. That's the correct needle drop to pick. Um, complicated from Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Story, Taylor's version in The Bear. Uh, beef. Un, un, I don't care if you aren't a Taylor fan. Just that that needle drop in the bear is just gonna fucking hit ya. Uh, Hoobastank, the reason in beef. Uh, murder on the dance floor in Saltburn. Uh, someday by the Strokes in Blackberry mm-hmm. and Shout in Maestro. Shout's a good one in Maestro. Um, I did want to shout out if we're doing the only other nominee to go up against uh the performance of Push in Barbie would be uh. Steven Yun uh playing Drive by Incubus mm-hmm. on guitar and beef. Yeah. Um second after, mention of Incubus on the Wabamis this year. After like yeah. fucking <laughs> big, owning big year for uh, Incubus. Our boys at Incubus. Congratulations to you guys. Two-time nominee at the Wabamis. Um I How how think, popular is the song Murder on the Dance Floor? That's like a fairly so, popular song, right? Uh, now. Now it's, Well, that's what I'm saying. Because in a post-Saltburn world, it's like blown up yeah it's the ending of the movie he dances around naked this guy cannot stop showing his dick in this movie and is it real like like i said earlier if it is good for you barry um he's gotta he there he has to have some reason to be confident you know what i mean yeah it's it's not not his face face. (laughs) 
You know what's really <laughs> funny is that apparently now there's a TikTok trend of rich people dancing throughout their yeah. mansions to this song. And it's like, you're not naked. Also, you're, you're not kind, doing it. You're kind right. of missing the point. Of you didn't murder song. everybody. And you're fully clothed. Stop it. So personally, I, I is it complicated by and bottles? I'm gonna go with complicated. I think that it's one of the my favorite needle drops in years because it fits the scene absolutely perfectly. That is, if I'm going with my heart, that is my pick of the year. It's that and uh, the reason and beef is an unreal needle drop. That actually, those two, there's a lot of great needle drops in beef. Yeah. Um, PAMP is almost more than a needle drop because it is it plays multiple times and it almost is just like kind of background noise at certain points as opposed to like a traditional needle drop. Um, I think for me, it's between uh, How Soon Is Now by The Killer and Complicated from Bottoms. Um, the Killer already has one with Bammy tonight. I'm going to give it a Complicated. My The only other nominee I would have is in Oppenheimer when Tipsy by Jaquan comes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they get enough plutonium to yeah. build the bomb. Yeah, when the marbles fill up. <laughs> Everybody in the club. <laughs> I well, I'm overruled. If you guys both, what, what was decide, your pick? I I did not expect it to go. I mean, let let me let me just go through these real quick. Um, Crimson Clover and Priscilla. She has a little secret that she kills, kissed Elvis. It's captured perfectly. And then I will always love you. The original version by Dolly Parton at the end perfectly encapsulates, encapsulates the theme of the movie. Tom Sawyer plays in its entirety. What is that? Like a six and a half Honestly, minute song. That is an incredible needle drop. Like and the, where it comes and he's just doing workouts in the fucking gym, pumping iron straight into like smash in the ring? him in the ring. Oh my God. God, dude, that shit. That is a very it's classic, so classic needle drop. Um, Man Eater and No Hard Feelings plays a key role in the story. And Jennifer Lawrence is kind of playing a man eater in that film, very literally. And it's reprised. Um, the, the boy, he sings it in a very key part of the film, uh, a, a solemn down tempo piano cover of man eater um also there's a scene that probably like one of the most provocative scenes of uh of the year is jennifer lawrence naked beating up a bunch of people set to man eater like it's it, it it's very like it's a crucial part of the film is the use of this song um pimp we mentioned um I'm surprised you're not titillated by Blackberry. The Strokes. I am. I felt. It made me happy I was, whenever I heard Someday by The Strokes playing, but that has not. I don't think that. It doesn't stick. Well, yeah. that, that is just a fun needle drop. That isn't a needle drop. That's one core to the text of the film and right. something that like resonates it's, with you. That, that in needle, the same way that. That needle drop happened because it was the right era. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? It matched the era of what you were watching. And you know what? That was that was the function for me. That said, when I watched, I was like with my parents and I was like, whoa, what? And they were like, what? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> remember that band I was really annoying about in high school? Yeah. It's but them. like speaking of um, speaking, uh, speaking of letting the whole song play that complicated the whole song plays. And truth, it's like true. Yeah. And it honestly like is to the point where it's like 
like affecting the pace of the movie, but they just really wanted to play that whole song. And so it's like such a long, sad montage. I also will say, um, I feel like Tom Sawyer has been used in needle drops in films past. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen complicated in a needle drop before. What was your pick going to be? Cause you, you said that you were overruled. Probably Tom Sawyer. It's an, it's an incredible needle drop. It's very yeah. classic. I really like drop. Maestro Shout, but is that why you were playing Tom Sawyer? Tom Sawyer when we went golfing yes. the other day. Okay, it's ever since I saw. Um, I got in the golf cart with you, and you're like, I've been listening to a lot of Rush lately. Yeah, <laughs> um, which Rush? I got it. I got to maintain rules. my reputation. I love Tom Sawyer. I got I have a reputation as a Rush hater. I got to keep it. I up. just you can change. People can change, Drew. I got to keep it change. up. Fucking listen to the sultry sound of getty's beautiful voice today's tom sawyer mean mean strides um horrible singer there there's a there's a um there's been a late surge um uh, for a film i i haven't seen called anyone but you yeah um it's uh kelly isn't it kelly clarkson uh i Yes. Feel the rain on your yeah. skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it. You should it sing in. the entirety of that song. Uh, not nominated. That's Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, oh my no, god, I'm so the, sorry. It's unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> Congratulations to Complicated um, Team Bottoms on I, your Wabam. If we're going like popular appeal, it should probably be uh, Murder on the Dance Floor. But Saltburn already won one Wabami, and I cannot give multiple Wabamis to a movie I haven't seen. All right, the next category is best original music slash score. The nominees are Oppenheimer, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Barbie, The Boy and the Heron, Theater Camp, and Asteroid City. Uh, it's between two for me. It's Daniel Pemberton, Spider-Verse, or it's Joe Hisaishi and uh, Boy and the Heron. Respect. Yeah, that, my favorite uh, score of the year is Poor Things. And I, I ooh, I didn't even have that incredible, incredible. I think it's, I think I, it's my third favorite of the year. It's really insane that it, it, it isn't brought up when in all the awards that Poor Things is, you know, garnering. Uh, that score is nuts. I think that it's nominated for an Oscar. I think that voting bodies have something against the idea of a single instrument sort of carrying the the mood of a scene and i think that that's one of the most effective things you can do in in your score and there are so many scenes where all you're hearing is like a, a deep ass cello and it is fucking you up yeah we're like watching it almost sounds like the tuning of uh, of an instrument yeah <laughs> it's, it's my favorite score of the year and it's, it's um it's not close i i'm was i was very pleasantly surprised to see it get nominated for best score at the oscars i thought that was a really cool nomination very inspired uh the lack of daniel pemberton there is a fucking crime against humanity or uh boy in the heron score did not get nominated either but i'm really happy that we're honoring uh the the score for american fiction a tune that we all hum in our heads that left such a lasting impact. Can you name a single note of the American fiction? I don't understand score? how that happened. How did that happen? How are we? How are we feeling? So we got poor things and what? God, I I have to choose between one of them. I would be fine with with uh, Pemberton winning. Spider Verse is so good. It's really, such an epic the thing score. Is, I just I just saw the boy in the heron score so, like you just saw boy in the heron last night so it's, it's the first time i listened to the score but that is like one of the most intentional scores that yeah. i've heard like every like every note 
on the piano and yeah. it was a doom, and you just see the fucking hair and swoop in and everything. It just it's so perfectly crafted um, that I fucking love it. I, I'm down to give it to Daniel Pemberton though. I listen to that score pretty frequently. Yeah, I mean, while, he while did, working, he like did that's an awesome a job. that's a that's a while I'm gonna do work. Like I need to just get in the zone for a bit, and I'm just gonna listen to just throw on the Spider Verse score and go. Congratulations, Team Spider Verse, on your Wabami. Yep. Give it straight to Phil. I heard that he was really the driving mm-hmm. force behind the labor yeah. in that movie. He was really like some people say that like. The actual product would have been worse if he wasn't really whipping. Whipping the uh, speaking of Spider Verse, the next category is Best Realm, new category Mm. this year. I might have to sit this one out. The nominees are Barbie Land in Barbie, Mm. Los Alamos Laboratory in New Mexico, (laughs) in Oppenheimer. Is that a realm? (laughs) It's a place that actually exists. The cruise ship in Poor Things. The Spider Society headquarters in uh, across the Spider Verse, and once again we're seeing <laughs> Bo's journey. Bo's journey in the woods, and Bo is afraid in the woods. Okay, <laughs> uh, ancient Rome in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay, <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Here we come. The Dream World in the Boy and the Heron. Element City. In Elemental. Drew, you ever, you, you seen uh, Element City yet? You seen Elemental? Uh, Mom, I, I just want to be fire. Oh, but I'm just... stuck being water. <laughs> Is if that you... what it's about? Yeah, it's basically that. Honestly, if you haven't seen Elemental at this point, then you, you pretty much, you fucking, you're kind of racist towards the, <laughs> towards the fire people. I gotta check that out. The, the fire people are fire refugees. People... <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and the water people are white people. And they live the, in the, in the sky, in the sky rise. The air people are lesbians. Um, <laughs> And, and the, the earth dirt, people. We don't really talk about the earth people too much. <laughs> this sounds like bright. <laughs> I oh honestly, God, like here's bright. the thing. Bright might have more to say about race than the film element. Uh, you fucking orcs go back to playing offensive line. I, I don't think I ever, talk, <laughs> honestly, I don't think I ever talked about it on the pod because it got nominated uh, for an Oscar and shit. Elemental is a dog shit movie. I hated Elemental whenever I saw it and uh, fuck that movie. All right. It's got my vote. It's uh, um, the the last one was Baldur's Gate and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. That's that's a good pick. Um, I think it's either. Well, you didn't even mention the opening, the real world of uh, Bo is Afraid, the first yeah. realm, which is kind of a realm unto its His own neighborhood. Of just New York. Also, Nathan Lane's wherever. house. Great you know, realm. That's kind yeah. of a movie. Of, I think that is a between, movie of realms. Here's yeah. the thing. It's between Bo is Afraid for me or Spider-Verse. Uh, I think the why I'm leaning towards Spireverse is because that's kind of a movie that it's so many realms. It should be a fucking disaster. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't happen. It's different realms, not just with like various places in space and time, but various art styles that you're seeing. And the fact that it is cohesive and Mumbai within one shot, you are just seeing like various different types of art styles coming at you. And the fact that it's even intelligible is, is a dumb. I have one more nominee and it is the savannah georgia in 2015 but where <laughs> everyone is dressed like it's 2003 for some reason let's go for no reason at all 
that's a big one and like all all like appliances and things that are not smartphones look like they're from 2003 yeah. I, awesome choices by todd the, I, I really can't the flower explain, shop um i can't explain why it works but it does work so it's uh the, the pet store the pet store <laughs> great that's, realm that's a realm um <laughs> man i'm glad that you just saw it may december because man that todd haynes uh best director so what are we feeling uh my pick is spider-verse we good we good where where, where you i'm good okay all right congratulations man second win team spider-verse good spidey all right the next category is biggest balls another new category i i think i added too many categories we're running way too long on this episode listen here's the thing much like the oscars i think that we should make this show longer yeah i mean what are you gonna cut biggest balls (laughs) (laughs) the nominees are (laughs) bo is afraid (laughs) hey you can't cut those balls you gotta keep Tom Cruise <laughs> in Mission Impossible. That's a good one. Jumped off a cliff for the motorcycle. Uh, Josh Peck for pressing the button that would detonate the bomb in Oppenheimer. Uh, Godzilla. Just because large he's really big, so he lizard. would ha- he would have big balls, <laughs> large balls. Uh, and Barry Kogan in Saltburn. Um, I like how you chose both like metaphorical balls <laughs> and physical balls for this one. Um, only one person in a movie that I saw this year actually put themselves in like true bodily risk and also is an eligible member of AARP and that's Tom Cruise and in Dead Reckoning uh, that he the clip of Tom Cruise doing it like live actually driving it off the cliff over and, and over landing and, over. and just being like. Again. I have another one. I have another one in me. Like immediately. Like, imagine, just like, Sir, you are 59 years old. You are six years old. Please don't do this. Have you thought about the size of the balls in the attic of Bo's Afraid? Well, that's true. I have one more nominee and it is Jonah Hill for deciding to tackle race for w- once and for all. And wow. you people, man, 2023. Oh, boy. <laughs> um actually like, you know what i can fix all of this i have i have one more pick that i i think is going to be my pick um and it's for uh, a guy his name was um tom brady in the film 80 for brady this year because he was so brave enough to like make a movie that was about like what if people wanted to get together to celebrate him <laughs> <laughs> what if like you were the one uniting force to just hold a group of old fuckers together um so are you good with 80 for brady you good with no. tom brady i there? think um, i think i have to go with bo is afraid and it's not like the big penis monster it's like i don't care how the science actually works if he's never nutted <laughs> his balls have to be crazy yeah, I, I his balls no yeah, one correct sure. me on that i feel like they have to be freaky big <laughs> that it's got to go somewhere i'll, I'll not, let you know the, i'll let you know once we have sex for the first time not for the <laughs> table bo but your testicles are very distinct exactly we we have some proof (laughs) man god is is tom gonna get shut out this award show so i gotta choose between bo and tom um what if i combine tom cruise and tom brady together do reptiles have testicles (laughs) i don't know i don't think so i I have a leopard gecko well she it's she's a lady is godzilla dropping dong i don't think so I, you see full body and I did not. There see, are no and genitals. It's like, hey, it's like a, a shape of water situation. You know, kind of <laughs> hooks on out of there. Uh, it's got to be Bo. Uh, between the attic monster and the actual like no his, nut November. His nuts are. They got to be crazy. <laughs> Congratulations, Joaquin Ari. On your scoot hog. 
don't 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 put nuts on the scoot hog come on you don't want to you don't want to scoot do doesn't have yeah, this shit. <laughs> yeah. scoot's just got a dick here's the thing it's he smallest ball I, no I asshole promote, either here's the thing <laughs> fix your snoops there's too many there's too many feral snoops that are out there on the streets these days you got to fix them the next category is breakthrough performance of the year the nominees are dominic sessa in the holdovers lily gladstone in killers of the flower moon and Charles Melton in May, December. It's a really good slate. I do worry for Lily Gladstone what the rest of her career is going to be in a way that I don't for Dominic Sessa or for just Charles got, Melton. She just and got signed to uh, the next um, Charlie Kaufman movie. No, I'm, I'm excited for that. I just I wonder like what her commercial future is going to be. Um, and this isn't any kind of indictment on her. It's more so about what Hollywood treats women especially women that are not like in their 20s um where i think like dominic sessa was the biggest surprise in that he had never acted before and charles melton is the biggest surprise in that he had only been in like a schlocky teen show yeah Riverdale. and it's so it's it's different types of breaking out because for for melton it's a breakout in terms of like oh you're actually good at this you're not just like around whereas I'm going to get my vote goes to Sessa because I was he just straight up hadn't acted before. And I was also thing. like, I was dead sure watching it. I was like, oh, this must be some kid they pulled from like Riverdale who is actually really yeah. good. Who's you know been acting I mean? since he was like nine. Yeah. And they pulled him out of thin air. So I got to go with him. That's a crazy I, story. And you don't you don't see it every year. I you know, it's almost one of those things where we've I think in, last year. Do we give this to Gabriel LaBelle? Is that who we he was nominated? We we gave it to. um uh severance uh tillman oh okay i uh that guy rocks yeah. yeah and i think that's kind of one of those things where with a gabriel labelle with a cooper hoffman you almost do wonder where it's like it's such a great performance but like will they ever really act again and gabriel labelle that question's getting answered because he's gonna play lauren michaels which is insane he's like i'm gonna play young scorsese and then i'm gonna play young lauren michaels young Spielberg. or uh yeah spielberg um who would play but, young scorsese <laughs> Because we know Dominic Sessa is like, he's going to definitely play young Bo, uh, Bob Dylan at some point. Yes. That's, I mean, come on. Just young look at that Scorsese, fucking guy. Young um, that's a tough one. Get the kid from Ted. Who's that kid? You know? <laughs> young Mark Wahlberg. Young Mark <laughs> Um And no, I, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm happy with Dominic Sessa. Let's give That'd it cool. to him. Come on. Yeah. Let's give it to Dami. Congratulations. Team Holdovers. Holdovers first one of the night. Um, it's a great breakthrough. All right. The jacket is off. We're mm -hmm. back. The next category is best supporting performance. The nominees are Donnie Yen and John Wick Chapter 4. Glenn Howerton and Blackberry. Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction. Tilda Swinton in The Killer. Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, Matthew McFadden in Succession, Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Scarlett Johansson in Asteroid City, and Julianne Moore in May, December. May, December. Um, fuck. This is this might be like the toughest category of the night. Yeah. This is it's one of those things where you say like Charles Mountain. I'm like, yeah. And then you say like Glenn Howard, I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah. Him. You're like Ryan Gosling. Oh shit. 
Um, I'm surprised that you didn't put RDJ on here. He's going to wow. get the Oscar. RDJ just didn't even want to acknowledge it. Maybe fine. it's like he's the worst part of the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't actually believe that. Um, so throwing Matthew McFadden on here almost feels not fair comparing him to something like Glenn Howerton and Blackberry because I know Tom and I've spent so many years with Tom that judging that is different than like somebody like Charles Melton where I've never seen this guy before in this and I've never seen him before one I've never seen this performance in this movie before so it's odd comparing the two um my vote goes to I'm, Mark Ruffalo. Yes. I'm kind of Come stuck. On. That's Come what on. I thought. That's I, what I thought. <laughs> Let it happen, bitch. I was so, waiting for that. That It has to be Mark. I mean, come on. Watch the movie again. I think it, for me, it's between Glenn Howerton uh, because I think that's the best use of Glenn Howerton ever outside of Always Sunny. It's, it's, finally so, somebody, it's also like almost the only, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I think it's the only time that somebody's ever actually been able to capture any of what makes those actors great. Even Charlie Day, who's been the most successful of them, like nobody has really been able to tap into what makes them a special actor. It is, it is awesome. It's um, just, I, I would say Melton in my heart. Mel- but I'm, Melton's I'm, nominated in Breakthrough. We didn't put him in this one. Well, I'm fucking putting him in Best Supporting Performance. I think that he fucking carries the movie. Are you kidding me? He the movie does not work without his performance in this. No, it um, is. Uh, I did want to say like it is really crazy what he does in, in, uh, in that movie the way and the third act of the movie how he like shrinks down into just being a fucking scared little boy yeah. is something that like it's I've really never sad seen. it's so the really way he tragic. just kind of like gets like this he's like I don't, I don't know the, the it's moment, like something that I've like never seen like that type of physical performance that's like so subtle but like you immediately recognize what it is that he is doing. The, the moment where he's crying at the graduation he's like all the way in the back like almost like outside of the yeah the like campus. behind the bleachers mm-hmm. and he's just crying watching his kids graduate I was like damn this is the most tragic thing I've ever seen um, it's okay we can give it a rough Shout out to Rachel McAdams, who absolutely knocks it out of the you park. You know, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Needs to go on the. I. I, miss, I, I she is so good in that movie. She's a great actress. Love Rachel McAdams. Incredible. Like that. That is a movie about a little girl growing up, and McAdams plays the mom, and it's she gives it this life of like, oh, this is kind of also a movie about a mom learning to be a mom. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Also, you get Kathy Bates in there as a grandma. Like it, mm. that's an amazing movie. It. I uh, I will say shout out to Sterling K. Brown. Um, I was oh, I'm really happy to see him get an Oscar nomination yes. because I think well deserved. I honestly think he's probably the best part of that entire movie. Like he is the thing that resonated the most with me. His performance and his character in that movie. Um, even if it's at the cost of my boy Charles Melt. Hey, um. Donnie Yen, John Wick, mm. bro is cooking. Banger. Yeah, absolutely cooking in that movie. Yeah, it's great. Do you ever think about how Donnie Yen is basically just like his version of being like naming yourself Johnny Cash? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's, it's true. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs>
on your wabami. <laughs> May you do some furious jumping with it when it arrives. Facts. He lays pipe in that movie, bro. Can you I say hope that? It's can him. you say I that don't about think that's his dick? Um. Can we ask Emma? What's more She'll like, probably tell so us. So if we were to put odds on who's more likely to have their dick, their real dick in the movie, Barry Keoghan's definitely the favorite uh, well, to the, Mark Ruff. Well, if it's a Barry boner... Barry Keoghan's probably like a minus 240 If, if it's a boner, then I think the odds go down astronomically because then you're asking an actor to like get hard. And like that's like way less kosher than just being naked. You know what I mean? And so, like, so Melton, for example, I don't think that's his dick that you see. Um, if think, it is, though, hey nice dick I, I think at this <laughs> I point i believe that was his i think thing. at this point it might like not be allowed that's what i'm saying is you're asking your someone in a sex scene to like unless you're barry kyogen you're like no i insist i think Please. he d- actually did i think that the great Emerald, scene, i want you to see this he improvised the sex scene he was like i'm let me cook guys like i'm just gonna he's like I think, I think i'm gonna fuck the dirt what if this movie just gets horny i don't know <laughs> wasn't in the script it didn't say he fucks the grave in the script all right the next um category is best tv episode the nominees are the last of us episode three succession episode three the bear episode seven the dave finale the jury duty finale the curse finale and how to clean your ears the how to john wilson how to john wilson the vacuum episode think it's probably forks um the bear up seven yeah the bear episode seven uh that is like the best use of cousin like to a level that i didn't know was possible yeah he becomes um, a uh a real restaurant man man that just that whole i think about that episode like on like at least a once a week basis yeah. of just like how great that episode is uh how to clean your ears is also very high up there because that might be like a top two or three episode of i didn't see the bear so i am gonna vote for how to clean your ears um you have any thoughts in the day finale (laughs) brad pitt (laughs) uh jury duty finale um i do want to watch jury duty Duty is incredible i'm now watching it a second time with guy it's it's that is a show that definitely rewards a rewatch uh knowing how things play out succession episode three yeah. Connor's wedding like I don't I'm never gonna forget Man. watching that episode God, like I was levitating one. yeah that's an unreal one I literally like I I could feel my butt lifting off of this the the couch I was I was in the air watching that I'm between those three um get back to me when you watch the curse I know I fucking know okay just get back I want to just get back thing. to me the curse deserves more than this podcast the curse more deserves more than just like oh i'm gonna binge it for a list okay that deserves more than that i'm gonna i'm gonna create my own time for the curse um i i'll let you be the the decision maker here do you want to do succession you want to do uh the bear succession okay yeah Let's it's give it gotta be it's uh, i mean i'm never gonna forget the bear that. the bear hasn't gotten anything or uh succession hasn't gotten anything else tonight let's give it something congratulations Jesse Armstrong might be the best episode of the entire series. HBO. So good job. All right. The next category is best writing. The nominees are poor things, Barbie, Oppenheimer, the holdovers, past lives, asteroid city, American fiction and succession. Um, May December has to be a nominee. 
that's my favorite screenplay of the year. Uh, also, the bear, I think, has to be on here. And I think the bear might be my pick. Interesting. For best writing. How are you feeling, Drew? Um, there are only two nominees that I really like feel in my heart and it's poor things which again i you know i'm not trying to pour it on with that movie that script is crazy dude it is i i don't that's a movie that i think i love the direction and the performances more than the script of that movie like if i'm going to if i'm going to like rank power rank the things of that movie that work for me the script and the writing is not number one that's fair but also like that her arc is told through her vocabulary, like her entire character arc. You know what I mean? So it, I, um, it's expressed through the words that she knows how to say. And then on top of that, like a lot of, a lot of the humor is physical, but a lot of it, like a lot of the lines that are being given to Ruffalo, he's just like, like knocking him out. Yeah. Like, well, I think, and I think that that a lot of that gives the performance, which is like, why is the best I know. supporting uh, performance of the year? Just because it's, it is like, it's something that I think that the script in the wrong hands fails, but I think that like Yorgos and team can elevate a worse. Script. I, um, I listened to a podcast with, uh, Tony McNamara, the writer of poor things. It's, I think it's the script apart podcast, which is a great podcast. Recommend to everyone. It's just a guy who interviews writers. Uh, mm -hmm. screenplay writers um mcnamara is talking about how yorgos came to him with the book mm -hmm. and told him hey i'm interested in this book can you crack it he went to work on it and it was really interesting to hear in that pod like the things that he invented to make it a movie the margaret qualley character mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. invented by um bell hall by uh, McNamara. Uh, like the idea that we needed to cut back to Willem and uh -huh. Rami to to let us know, like, hey, they're still they're still around. Don't forget. And also the choice, this is slight spoilers if you want to skip ahead a couple seconds, but the choice of Bella that she wants to go back with her uh -huh. husband. Because in the book, she's forced. And that unpacks the whole idea of choice in this story. Mm -hmm. I, I will. I mean, that was the one part of the movie, though, that I have like, uh, I, I don't like that sequence was the only time that I felt a runtime in the movie. And maybe I won't feel that as much on a second rewatch and everything. I've only I, I think, to see this movie. I once, think the, but the, 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 the final act is incredible because you're asking yourself, you're asking yourself the whole movie. Why did she jump? Why, what made her want to off herself? And that's the answer to the question is that existence, that life. You're wondering the whole Same. time. Why did, why did she fucking do it? Um, my second place is actually the holdovers. Oh my God. Incredible I didn't even, script. did I put that on here? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which is like a crazy good script Man, by a guy I, who's just like produced like family guy and like a bunch of random mm -hmm. like sitcom. Can That's my second favorite screenplay. I think my, if I'm like going just movie wise, it would go May, December, the holdovers. And then I think poor things. I didn't put my straw on here. I, you're okay. You're okay with Sorry, that. Brian. You can leave that out. Um, well, he didn't write it. Was he, he has, sole he, writer? He has co co-writing credits um it's okay he made it look pretty um holdovers is great might pop up in another category um i would be i would be okay with the holdovers or poor things um 
May December, May December, just going without any love, just no appreciation. Hey, they sent um, us that screenplay. Printed. Yeah, they did, and I've actually read chunks of it before. Oppenheimer. Let's let's, let's just give it to Poor Things. I think that that is a severely oh, under, underappreciated screenplay. I I cannot believe. Or did I, I say Poor Things? I meant the holdovers. Uh, I got a shout out. Fucking Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, oh man, I. <sighs> I can't we can't we can't also omit it from our best. It got snubbed for the Oscar, which is insane. That is crazy. Honestly, and maybe I'm biased because I don't read a lot of uh, books that are adapted to movies. (laughs) Who are we kidding? I don't read a lot of books, Um, but uh, that is like one of the most interesting pieces of adaptation I've ever read. Kind of similar to Poor Things, where the source text it's like you kind of took it, but then you just were like, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. Now I'm going to do my own thing and just use this as like the trampoline jumping off ground to build my own world. That's what Killers of the Flower Moon does. Changing the entire framework in which the movie is turned yeah, around. It. Instead of making a whodunit, it's just like, you know, from the get go, and we're just going to make this more of a character study more than anything else. Um, really, really excellent. But holdovers? I want to give it to holdovers. I like holdovers. I think holdovers is a movie that that is a a movie that does not work without the script. And it's a script that keeps upping itself. Yes, like you described this when we talked about it on the It keeps best, leveling up where you're like, this movies. is a good movie. This is a really good movie. Yeah. This is a great movie. Oh my God, is this perfect yeah. as and, you're watching it? And it's congratulations. Just, and it's just got it like a lot of lines. Like a yeah. lot of yeah. Alexander Payne. Welcome back. A lot of words. He was, he was holdovers. really small before i don't know if you guys remember downsized yeah so Mm -hmm. the because inflation you know the economy things got expensive i watched uh i watched sideways for the first time it's it's streaming on the cock um great thoughts on uh giamatti great film yeah absolutely great film uh next category is biggest surprise the nominees are blackberry barbie oppenheimer are you there god it's me margaret may december and jury duty um so I'm leaning towards jury duty here because that came out of nowhere. It's a freebie show. It's not even an Amazon prime show. It is a channel on Amazon prime that you watch with ads. And, uh, it generated, uh, something that I have never seen before in my life. So that is like a true surprise. Todd Haynes is somebody where like, I knew his name, even if I'm not familiar with all of his work mm-hmm. and some of these other things where it's like, it was a surprise to me personally, but like if I would have, I kind of like recognized bits and pieces of it. Jury duty was truly out of nowhere and it became like a huge sensation. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, you got to shout out, um, Oppie. I mean, I think when, when Oppenheimer got announced as Nolan's next project, like, I don't think anyone thought that that movie was wasn't super. Be. Yeah. It, we weren't like, yo it's gonna be sick it wasn't it really wasn't until the trailer dropped and then the trailer dropped and it's like like, uh, oh this is gonna be like an epic but even still i think we all thought it was gonna be a big fun summer movie we weren't expecting like oh this movie is gonna win 10 oscars and same goes for barbie (laughs) yeah right like i i was expecting very good like maybe even better than i thought oppenheimer would be um but it still blew my expectations out of the water jury duty Congrats to Ronald, Ronald Gladden. Man, Ronald, absolute king. Team jury duty. They're still watching you, Ronald. Ronald, (laughs) wake wake up. up. (laughs) Ronald, Ronald, you're sleeping. The next category is the Craftsmanship Award. The nominees are Bo is Afraid, Barbie, 
poor things. Astrid City, Oppenheimer, and Ferrari. I want to make a petition to rename this award after... Uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, and I want to give this to Asteroid City. <laughs> the Wes Anderson I think this should be the Wes Anderson Asteroid, the Wes Anderson Craftsman. No award. one does it like Wes. I, when you think about just like the craft of making a movie, it's Wes Anderson is operating at like a higher level, a higher plane of existence. Gotta shout out Barbie, though. Yep. They built like so many sets. That movie looks beautiful. I, when you think about the way that that Chevy commercial is perfectly crafted... In That's the middle of a chase right sequence. Um, Bo, come on. There's a lot of crafting, I have to say. Drew, you good with Astro City? I didn't see it, but uh, yeah. It's Wes Anderson. Yeah. I you mean, know I, that there's I, yeah, craft yeah. behind it. It's I'm not there. like it's like, oh, a really ugly miss from Wes Anderson. It kind of looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Team Asteroid City, Wes Anderson. We're reaching the point of the Oscars where we just have to like, we're cutting off like best supporting actress. uh, We got to go. The next award is the cultural relevance award. The nominees are Barbie Oppenheimer, the bear succession and Saltburn Barbie. Next question. Notable omission from the color purple. Um, And I will go with Barbie as well. Um, Barbie is the one that like transcended biggest movie of the year. It got, people who don't ever go to movies to go to the movies. I think that that's the like movies. one of those things. It's it's like that. It had the same type of thing as Top Gun Maverick last year where it got people who were just like, I go to the movie like once a year or once every couple yeah. years and I'm tired of seeing comic when, book When movies. I went to see, we didn't get a screening for Barbie because I think the only screening was in Tampa. So I had to go out to see it with the normies. Yeah, opening night. And shit was packed. Yeah. Shit was Pop in. I will in say, pink. I will never forget Barbenheimer experience. I, I think that that was kind of like a once in a lifetime also, thing. Now with that fucking happened. hashtag Hillary Barbie, like yeah. it's still the cultural yeah. relevance is like imploding People in will on itself. Not stop hashtag Hillary it's too, Barbie. It's too culturally relevant. <laughs> Congratulations, Team Barbie, on your award. The next award is the Denzel Washington Award for Performance Oozing with Movie Star Charisma. The nominees are Ryan Gosling in Barbie, Margot Robbie in Barbie, Haley Atwell mm. in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Hey, great choice. Great choice. Great pick. Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feelings. Timothy Chalamet in Wonka. <laughs> and Chris Pine in Dungeons and Dragons. Honor among thieves. Barbie's really starting to pull away in the winds here, but like, I mean, however, like preparing for this, Ryan Gosling in Barbie was the first thing that came to mind. You're talking about like that is just oozing with fucking charisma in this. I've almost feel like uh, Margot Robbie has like <laughs> too complicated of a thing where she has to like play things serious, and Gosling just gets to be like a silly, goofy little charismatic guy. You just are all in on him, even whenever he's like, because he's never like the bad of the movie, but he is like the negative force against Barbie. And you just kind of like can't stop loving him, which is the most credit that you can possibly give to a person. Haley Atwell. I do love the Haley Atwell shout out. She comes in hot man in the seventh movie of this series. It's just like, I'm here, guys. I am fucking ready. There's multiple uh, women in 
uh, that movie you could give it to. And uh, you did not mention Tom Cruise, which might be kind of noticeable <laughs> for lacking charisma. Did we give it to Tom last year? He's oozing with like silicone <laughs> like coming out of his face. <laughs> he looks sexier than ever in Dead Reckoning. I don't know what you guys are talking about. He looks so hot. Uh, sight unseen, I'd be willing to give it to Timmy. Um, that said, I don't know, because movie star charisma, the the nature of Gosling's part means that it's almost not a star part. You know what I mean? Mm. It is. Yeah, okay. He's oozing with like funny guy charisma, but like I would, I think I kind of want to give it to Margot because it has to be like a chick that like the entire universe revolves around. Yeah. And that's like really hard. You, you know, I don't think we've ever given this performance to a, a to a, an actress before, to a, a female lead in something. That's fucked up. And uh, you know what? Let's. I'm okay with making right on that. Oh, you know who got this last year? Daniel Craig for Glass Onion. That rocks. Honestly, good job by us. Um, I'm good with Margot. I'm good with Margot too. There's been a murder. Barbie. This I is Barbie's night here. This is. Listen. Congratulations. We while we're on, while I'm on that Louisiana accent, I gotta say. Uh, if we were given an impression award in 2019, it would 100% go to the act, which is one of the best impression series <laughs> ever. This, the best since silence of the lambs in terms of three incredible perfect, uh, impressions you can do. You would Hunter, you would eat the show. Man, up. I got to watch the act. Now. If I you like, catch May, up on if this. you like may December, you got to watch the act. This is it's, <laughs> you know, like this is the time of gypsy roses out of, you know, out of jail. If you want to figure out what the hell that all that's about, if you're watching her TikToks, go back and watch the act. I've heard it, that five years later is the perfect time to dive right <laughs> into the act. It's it's not as good as like May December, but it is like really well done, and it's also so cringe and hard to watch. And you have Patricia Arquette going like, "Gypsy, get get back in the wheelchair now." <laughs> And then, all right, all right, then, I'm in, I'm in. And you then she's like, like, "Oh, okay, uh, thank you, mom. <laughs> I love you." And then her boy, gypsy. and then her boyfriend is like, uh, "Well, I, I might not want to kill your mom, but my, my alternate personality, I might actually want to." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what is the show? <laughs> it's literally what happened in real life. It's fucking awesome. Man, maybe now you're selling me on watching the act. You got to just to get to like her boyfriend who she gets to kill her mom. You have to see this guy's performance of like a deeply fucked up like dork. Oh, so it's like Paul Walter Hauser and fucking uh, 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 you have 30 minutes. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. (laughs) What is that? The Clint Eastwood movie? I was thinking in I, Tanya. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) see in that movie. Yeah, he plays the fucking dumb guy who tries oh, to go out there yeah. and like uh, injure the right, right, right. rival ice skater. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Margot Robbie um, and Team Barbie on your scoot hog. The next category is the Good For You Bud Award. This year, also known as the You Good Bud Award. <laughs> wow. Because a lot of the nominees last year were very like, You Good Bud? Uh-oh. So what do we got? The nominees are... <sighs> Ridley Scott for Napoleon. Mm. Jigsaw for Saw X. Nice. Vin Diesel for Fast X. Wes Anderson for Asteroid City and the Netflix shorts. Damon Lindelof for Mrs. Davis. Bill Hader for Barry. Uh, Pete Davidson for Bupkiss. 
Emerald like fennel. Good dog and like the way of like are those checks still cashing? I'm I'm losing the plot of what this award is. <laughs> I, <laughs> what we are awarding. <laughs> Pete Davidson for Bobcats. Uh, Emerald Fennel for Saltburn. Kenneth Brana for A Haunting in Venice. Taika Waititi for Next Goal Wins. <laughs> and Bradley God. Cooper for Maestro. It's Bradley Cooper. It's <laughs> come on, Bradley. Come on. Come on down and accept your golden scoop. You know what? That's this actually. Is, yeah, this that's is the most like right? you good. <laughs> good, you good for you. Good, good for you. Good for you. But also like you good. For you good. But <laughs> it, it, this is uh, the only thing whenever I was reading the awards that came to mind was like Bradley Cooper. It's like good for you. I'm happy that you did this. But also like, Let's are you OK? Can, <laughs> can yeah. you please have fun again? He gets. Uh, can you this please is stop like, smiling? Like this is what what's the opposite uh, of smize. But like it's so sad. There's like he's yeah, he's the Wojak of like the mask <laughs> is smiling and he's like furiously crying. <laughs> I love you, That's Brad. Not- <laughs> I love you so much. This um, is a great listen, film. you aren't going completely empty. Yeah, you get a participation uh, man, trophy. I should have done uh, Carrie Mulligan in um, <laughs> Maestro as one of the impressions of the year. I thought you would. Yeah. Ah, here. Come here, Leonard. Leonard, come on down here. You see, here's the thing about this. You're, you're spending too much time on the music. I'm thinking of a number. I'm thinking of a number. <laughs> Congratulations, Bradley Cooper, on your Wabami. Good job. This is one of my favorite awards. Oh, yeah. The next award is the Handyman Award for the movie that could improve the most by fixing one thing. The nominees are Air for Don't Show Michael Jordan at all. It's okay. Or actually cast somebody in the role. Don't do the half job that you do. Do either one of those might be better. Barbie for Cut out the car ad. Just get it out of that here. That is real, genuinely it's so bad. Ups- we don't need it. Really upsetting. I that car. Did you really need Chevy so- to send you an extra ten million dollars to finish making the movie? Like, did we need that extra BlackBerry? The second wig. Yes. I. The, we uh, don't need the second. The wigs are uh, the first wig is fine. That's awesome. <laughs> we don't need the second I- wig. <laughs> For Jay Barry, the second wig is character development. The gray wig, is he's insane. too much. You, he's become most, an asshole. It's the most insane thing that you have ever seen in your entire Wonka, life. Wonka, don't milk the giraffe. Now I'm no, 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 no. Really no. interested. Here's the in this. thing. You're wrong. That's it, one of the it best. Looks terrible. No, here's the thing. That's one of the best scenes. The CGI movie. is awful. He milks the giraffe, and it's a very whimsical, fun song. No, it's sing. not. It's it's very. It charming. sucks. <laughs> It's a terrible song. <laughs> and the it's giraffe song. looks like really bad. I So you would prefer they used a real giraffe. They really just actually milked a real giraffe. Yes. Oh, okay. Also make the song better. <laughs> well, okay. So that's a wider thing that you could improve Wonka by, which is just make better songs. But I think it's more than one thing. And polite society for the weird forced pregnancy clone subplot. That's interesting. Where did that? How did you watch this? Hunter? So I have not seen Polite Society, oh. so I don't know what it is that you were referencing. It sounds cool to me. I um, don't know why you're upset. <laughs> the I, movie this, was good. And then it decides to get like weirdly soft sci- sci-fi. And it's like, we don't need that. This is a, a cultural like a kung fu, like coming of age story. I don't want to like pile on to our, our dad here, but like. Is it more than one thing to say like Maestro 
don't make the movie about Carrie Mulligan's character when we don't spend any time to her. Like, don't try and tell me that the movie that she was the real maestro. When well, yeah. also we don't spend time with her. Try to fix. You got to try to find one thing. Honestly, change the focus of so, the movie. Make the movie about Leonard Bernstein. That's that's too big of a thing. Is that too big of a thing? Um, <laughs> on a similar note, I I know that maybe I'm alone on this, but like Killers of the Flower Moon, give Lily Gladstone more interiority because right now in that's the movie most of it of the interiority is just lily gladstone being a really good actress like we could have had more because at a certain point we're getting redundant scenes of leo like where we already we're not learning anything about him we already know the full scope of like what he is and it's like man this lady's right here and she's so so interesting um i i think that's a good one i think that that also is a little bit too I know that's more than one thing. No, it's too that's, big. It's if we aren't going to allow uh, Bradley Cooper to change the scope of his movie, I think that's another uh, thing, like, Maestro knows. Is that too? Is that you too big? Can't <laughs> say oh my God. that. It's, I'm saying it should be. It should bigger. go away. Yeah, it's not uh, that noticeable. It should be bigger. It's. <laughs> it should be bigger. That's what I'm saying. I think they should have tortured. Zone of interest. Torture more animals in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Zone of interest. Zone of interest. Move. Show the move. Holocaust. <laughs> Please don't destroy a movie. Be better. I, I did um, put down Oppenheimer. <laughs> Nolan, be a better screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. Um, the killer have a soul. Um, I know that. Oh, that's not the point. Shut up. You Just know, like you know that Wonka would be better if that giraffe scene wasn't in the movie. That's not the pick. Here's the thing. We're, we have to think about like what will separate the most. Does that change like 10 percent? It becomes a five Wonka. star. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't for milking the giraffe, Ernie, milking the giraffe is a fun scene. It's I, nice. I like the idea of that he has to get g- giraffe milk for his chocolate. Like yeah, that's, that's a fun way. idea. Also, do the giraffe scene produce is milk? Terrible. Giraffes don't produce milk, right? Is he just like They're yanking mammals. on that ween? They're mammals. He's yanking on that ween. Um, <laughs> Have you ever seen Meet the Parents? I, I've got nipples. I've only ever seen Meet the Fockers. Oh, okay. Um, um, so my vote is going to be the second wig because I genuinely. That is, I think, maybe the smallest detail in a movie that has genuinely derailed my experience ever. I I genuinely was very upset by the second <laughs> wig when I watched it. I was like, that's not going to fly. I do think, man, that's that's a really tough one. I wrote that one down, too. I I think that I'm kind of between that one. Um, Michael Jordan is almost funny. That they chose to do that level of almost showing him, but not really like, let me see the shoe. It (laughs) takes you out of the movie a lot. I kind of feel that way about the Chevy ad. In Barbie. Barbie. I think that Barbie is like a borderline perfect movie in a lot of ways. And I think that that sequence is the biggest thing holding the entire movie back. But it's the run P moment. It's the run P moment of the okay. year. We want to do a side care category for the run. Honestly, P we should the do year. the run P moment of the year. And that would be the <laughs> Wait, that's, that's where you that's go. The clear winner is like uh-huh. as soon as the Charlie XCX song ends, you just go run to the bathroom. You got a solid like 90. Yeah. Okay, so we're You're calling, fine. We're calling this audible now. We we need to give this award to the second wig and we yeah. need to give the run P 
uh, scene of the year to the Chevy. Ad. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, you know what? I'm, that's a good compromise. I, I'm agreeing to that. Uh, okay. A hundred percent. All right. Congratulations, Team Barbie. All right. They, uh, thanks I, to run I have another new one. Thanks so, to run P as always. Uh, another new you. category flying at you guys right now. Best giraffe milking scene of the year. <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of categories this year. Um, I think that the maestro, the one, that comes the maestro mind, one was really off. Well, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, in the film Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing where he, he needs giraffe milk in you order can, to make his chocolate. I like how and, in Zone of Interest you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you never actually you see, see the giraffe You just hear like <laughs> in the background. You can hear sounds of pleasure. Weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> it likes it, but you can't you can't see the pleasure. Man, what do we think? Do you think that like do you think that Bo and Bo's afraid like yearns to milk a giraffe? He's scared. He's afraid. He's so scared to He's see what happens if he milk that giraffe. All right. The next category is the I hope it doesn't tank award for the best season of TV. Um that we hope doesn't tank and it's Second season, the the best first season. This is, of course, uh, we should name this after Severance, <laughs> right? Yeah, because which we as, still don't have a second. As season. the odds continually increase, that the second season is going to tank. Yeah, I, I'm holding out hope, but man, the turmoil is real. The nominees are Beef, Poker Face, Jury Duty, and Mrs. Davis. So, is Beef confirmed to have a second season? I don't think any of these. Oh, uh, Poker Face was. Poker I guess, Face was, was the only one. Um. Jury duty, I think, is confirmed, isn't it? I think they're talking about it. Here's not the confirmed, thing. Here's the confirmed. thing. Jury duty would be the the easiest thing to flop for a second season because I it truly comes down to who you find. Like, and it's so easy to mess that up. They landed yeah. with fucking gold with Ronald. I was supposed to be on jury duty today. Oh my god, that could have been. I was hoping that I would be the god, next. Why the fuck the haven't I been called for jury star. duty? You're All like, that I want really is to be called it. to You're jury like, duty. Uh, this is a little weird. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? This is a traffic case. Is that case. Woody Harrelson? <laughs> it's like some old lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we have a, if there is one for this year that, that speaks out strongly to me. I don't think any of these are going to get a second season, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Poker Face is, I guess, the only one that's confirmed, but... Is the first one enough of a good show that you are really worried about second season dropping off? I feel like it'll just be consistent. If Ryan Johnson's involved and Natasha Leone is involved, like it's going to yeah. be good. Uh, we can we can abstain an award. Why don't we just give it to Beef? I do worry if they try to bring back Beef. I am worried about that um, because the first season's kind of a perfect little but the way it story. ends it's like this kind of could keep going but well it's not going to keep going with them right you it, have it feels to like it, the end of that story you, you have to make it anthology with a different group of people but let's do beef okay congratulations okay. team beef on your scoot hunt. all right the next award is the jaleel white award for the scene stealing side character in a movie Mm. The nominees are Michael Sarah and Barbie, mm-hmm. Chris Messina and Air, and Keegan Michael Key and Wonka. Uh, there's a big one they missed: Marshawn Lynch and Bottoms. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, man, he's really. That's uh, my pick. I th- I think that's super fair. Um, Chris Messina and Air. I know that's the he's one. Really that's really good though. Stealing. That's is that movie a comedy though? 
I was thinking Air? it's more of like a true. Chris Messina comedy. is is a comedy. He is he is in a he is a He's, comedy in a like drama. I guess it is like a comedy kind of, but not really. I was taking this more in a literal way of like a true comedy. Um, well, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is just is a great pick. I want uh, we should go with him. Christmas Let's, Chris Messina though, big shout out. Uh. Also, I, I like I'd nominate him for breakout yep. yeah. performance. I, I wouldn't you, give if it he to wants him, to keep going. No. But I but I would nominate him because he's really like he was on like the Mindy Project or something. And like in this movie. Oh, so he's been doing. Yeah. But like watching air, you're like he's with the big dogs, like really cooking. I mean, do you remember when bottles. there was like a week and a half where people are like Christmasina Oscar campaign? Could that be Wait, something? Were you talking about Marshall Lynch or Christmasina? Christmasina. OK, I thought I thought you meant. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying Messina. Like he was on the Mindy project. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, no, he he's phenomenal. Hey, Michael Sarah? He's he's funny. Also, Michael Sarah was also in Dream Scenario this year with uh Nick Cage. Hey, coming back. I will not say, uh not necessarily scene stealing, but he's I like there. I like what Michael Sarah is doing with this career. Yeah. He's really kind of cashed the checks and he's just like, I just want to work with filmmakers i like doing like weird little side things and just being michael sarah i'll Apparently, come back and do a scott pilgrim show but only if i'm like the eighth <laughs> most important yeah. person in the show that's Apparently about scott pilgrim he's um in the next wes anderson film yeah that's what i'm hearing excited for it so marshawn lynch bottoms yeah congratulations yeah. he's he's Second. a real he's a scene Go bottoms. okay the next award is the leap of faith award for the movie moment that asks the most from its audience. One. Last year, this award went to Barbarian for the the cut to Justin Long, mm-hmm. a, a, a huge win, a seismic win. Mm-hmm. Man. The nominees are Poor Things, all of it, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, front to back. Day, yeah, the second one, Blackberry, the wigs. <laughs> So many wigs. I know the second wig is like it's the, the the bald wig. A second wig is hit Blackberry. <laughs> we just have to talk about it. <laughs> Guardians three, the rocket flashbacks pops up again. <sighs> uh, the Flash. Forget all Jeez. the real life news. Okay. Of the star of the Flash. So what am I asking a lot? So oh, am, you just have to forget that Ezra Miller is a problematic. Oh, that's the leap. Yeah. The, the leap real of faith life? is that you okay. watch that movie and not think about that. Not that's actually a great. How much he's like assaulting yeah. women in Hawaii. That that might win. Um, <laughs> Transformers Rise of the Beast. The Maximals are already <laughs> in disguise in their home planet, which makes no sense. <laughs> because... They're supposed to be robots in disguise. And and up to that point, <laughs> you are You were all in on how grounded the series has been. Your yeah, your disbelief is suspended. And then that happens. <laughs> American <Maximalist>. fiction. <laughs> American fiction. Monk doesn't tell his girlfriend about the book. Mm. it's a huge leap of faith that uh honestly i think that's a detriment of the movie though Um, they he never brings it up to her and the holdovers all but one of the kids are given last minute permission to leave the school that is that is the 70s mm, without the internet or social media how are you contacting that is crazy but i can't imagine the idea of like all these parents, most of them probably do feel bad that they're leaving their kid at that school. And like, they're getting a call from this teacher 
And like they're probably talking to the kid's dad who's like, hi, I'm a billionaire. Can I take your son skiing? Yeah. And there's okay, one, but one of the there's kids- one mom is just like, I'm, I just want to get laid so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm so but horny. What you get the, it, son. One of the kids says that his parents is like they're like missionaries somewhere. Like, how are you getting a hold of those parents? Maybe they that's fair. You, that that's honestly that's a good nominee how, to have. How is how is Sessa's character the only one who's you you can't reach his parents? Um, another uh, one movie that would have a lot of nominees is the Please Don't Destroy movie because <laughs> you even for a stupid comedy you want to have some amount of disbelief suspended and it's like. They from the jump, like they work in like a sort of basically a, a Bass Pro Shops that has an indoor skydiving rig in it. Oh, this is the Conan character. Y- yeah, like they all work in there, and it's yeah. just like, why is there a skydiving thing in the Bass Pro Shops? Like it's it's little things like that where it's like, like you shouldn't. They had even- something thinking that's like funny to add just like a background funny thing of like oh yeah all the all the cg heavy gags that should be funny but they're fully not because of cg stuff like that like there's there are a lot of leaps that just fail hard um that's i actually really like the ezra miller pick here i know you put the flash in so many nominations (laughs) you wanted it to get an award so fucking bad so if we're going to give it anything i want us to highlight ezra miller being a bad person in real life and i think the wigs of blackberry (laughs) <laughs> the wigs is a good one the maximals <laughs> um i i do like just that you just included poor things on here but i don't think that we can there was a movie last year or year before that just was like all of it yeah and i don't think that we can i don't think that qualifies um faith. you people uh the believing that there's chemistry there between uh, the two yeah. leads that like wouldn't That's even tough. actually kiss irl um mm-hmm. Wait, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy never kissed? Come on, guys. Guardi- they, they fuck. Oh, okay. Guardians cool. 3, every time we are doing a flashback, the thing. that's asking a lot. I will say I didn't jump. <laughs> so maybe that's why I don't want to pick it is because those scenes did not work well, for me. Well, I would say that the reason that they are effective for a lot of people and bothersome to people is because their belief is their disbelief is still suspended when they're watching that. So they're like, Oh God. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, if it was fully like, if it was just so like what, and you were just like stone faced, then you wouldn't even be bothered in a way. Yeah. That's, that's be like checked out. Well, to that point, point, wouldn't, wouldn't holdovers be the most because that moment, like, you're ready to give yourself over to the movie. That and is you're true. like, okay, we're doing, we thought we were setting ourselves up for an ensemble. We're not. Okay, let's do it. That's fair. The award has to go to Ezra because that genuinely is like one of the biggest leaps of faith that a studio has like ever taken. Yeah, two, like, say, two Ezra's. Like, this guy got somehow, canceled two years ago. And somehow like because of the flash being such a nightmare the movie the flash people like didn't even talk about ezra as a person and tom cruise was like the flash is the best movie i've ever seen (laughs) david saslav was like i've never seen a better film than the flash (laughs) tom Um, cruise is like this is great anyways like things are going so great at paramount so like zaslav do you want to like make a deal happen here like that um, definitely is something that as you read the tea leaves of it's like tom's networking right now my guy is out here trying to network because he knows paramount's about to be owned by netflix in the next like 18 um one legacy award winner like for for this category is if it's your first mission impossible movie when you see the first mask thing you're like 
are you shitting me right now? Like, we're and doing then they that? take off another mask, and then another person. The the best version of this is in Fallout when there's three characters that take off a mask within like 15 minutes span, yeah. and you could just be like, "Fuck this," but you're just like, "Yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin, let's That's, go." Yeah, it's just I jumped in like late into the series, and when like the mask thing is almost treated as an afterthought, I was like, "Huh? Is this a dream?" <laughs> Like what the, the speaking of Alec Baldwin, the the shoe in for Rust when that comes out this year, that's <laughs> going to be this award winner. Is Rust a twenty twenty four release? Maybe. <laughs> can we write that one off? The Is leap, Zaslav? Can you write of that one faith off? Faith award goes to Alec Baldwin for trusting the prop master <laughs> <laughs> when goofing around. Congratulations to Ezra Miller. And, flash. and Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller <laughs> yeah. on your I'm, I'm really glad I was worried that it was going to get shut out tonight so I'm glad that I got something the next award is a really really big one it's the Boz Lerman Bimbo Award for mm-hmm. the movie that looks great mm-hmm. but is pretty dumb Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is, this is a return of the king moment because the nominees are Knock at the Cabin yeah M. Night <laughs> previously the title of this award. Wow. Yeah, it was previously the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> award. The creator. Uh, you're not, you're going to you're gonna have a hard how, time. How dumb is the creator? How good does it look? <laughs> it's great. I, I don't have to be told Here's that it's thing, dumb. But it's, it's pretty going dumb. to win best visual effects at the Oscars. And I don't know what that means, but. John Wick Chapter 4. That movie isn't dumb. I mean, those movies are pretty dumb. I I think that they are intelligent from an action movie perspective. They're intelligent in the way that Uh, what they're going for. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Does that movie look good? And Saltburn. So Emerald Fennel might be another one of the Boslerman staples. Like she might be in line for these movies. The, The gap between great and dumb I think is the largest in Saltburn of any of these Between, because I it, it looks so great. That's the, one of those things. It almost the shots are amazing. Every time I see a still of Saltburn, I'm like, God damn, this looks gorgeous. It's like beautifully composed. And I saw a tweet a while ago that I was thinking about. It's just like Emerald Fennel as a director. Emerald Fennel is way too good of a director to be working with Emerald Fennel, the writer. Yeah. Um, which is just a tragedy. And you hope that things will work out in like a Tarantino kind of way, but a lot of times they don't. Um, knock at the cabin, return of the king. God, knock at the cabin is so stupid. It, it it's also so it, dumb. It, but it doesn't look. That, yeah, that's, that's the thing, thing is, is that it kind of looks striking. like shit. Like old was striking yeah. visually, like very. There I were think, there were some sequences that were that did look really good. There were. It's just overall, I wasn't thrilled. I I didn't love how it looked. I Guys, think the creator is really dumb. Is it? Is it? So yeah, really good me. looking. Yes. It, it honestly, the things I've seen from the critter is that it does look beautiful. It's really dumb. If you, Ernie, <laughs> if you were willing to give it to the creator here, I'm okay with giving it to the creator because I don't, I don't feel strongly enough about Saltburn or Knock at the Cabin. Mostly because you're right. I think Knock at the Cabin, like, it kind of looks like shit in a lot of parts. It's like the most, like, clearly this was a COVID movie that I've seen this year. That's just like, oh, you got, like, six guys and they were all able to come together and, like, wear masks outside the shoot yeah. and it's, just film it's, this together. It's like, what if we were the apocalypse horsemen? And it's just like, 
a guy who fucking That's read really theories dumb. of the apocalypse once. It's so stupid. You know, it looks it like shit, look good. and yeah. and also should have been nominated for the um the handyman award as the news sequences mm-hmm. in Knock at the Cabin. Oh my it's god, so those bad. are so get bad. those out of here. Those it, are so they bad. Look, they that actually would have improved that movie. A yeah, lot. genuinely, like that <laughs> fucked up that movie. Um, is but, this the Gareth Edwards Bimbo Award for the creator? Well, I think it is. I, we looks, can't we can't rename it to Gareth Edwards because I think that Rogue One is actually a very fun movie. Um, so it remains the Boslerman. It remains the Boslerman slash M Night Shyamalan. Boslerman is the fucking king of making making a movie that mm-hmm. looks so bright and it almost we need something that kind of has a little bit of a pop sensibility to it. The creator, the thing about well, the creator Sal- is that Salpern's got pop sensibility. That is yes. true. Does it look? It looks gorgeous. I mean, I think it talk may, about every frame of painting. I would love to not give anything to the creator if possible. <laughs> if that's an if that's an avenue here, let's do it. Salpern, Salpern's kind of dumb. I've, well, then let's give it to Salpern. All right. How many congratulations? Wins is, damn, Salpern's a big winner. Then is this the third win for Salpern? We'll tally it up. I'll wow. tally it up. Oh my god! Congratulations, Emerald Fennel, Team Salpern, on your Scoot Hog, Emerald Fennel. Yeah. Emerald, <laughs> you just now wrapping your wrapping your I head just, around that name. It's you're it, like, oh, you're a mineral and also a root. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very. Na- <laughs> what is that? It's all. Or if you take emerald as like the, the color name, it's it's rare that you get someone that's like adjective noun. You know what I mean? It's usually the opposite because like like Jack Black or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the now the adjective usually comes second. Emerald fennel. That's like calling yourself like like red Steve. <laughs> Diamond Dill. Yeah, that's that <laughs> Diamond Dill is good. Honestly, you know what? That's a good clip that out. I'm gonna use that as my new porn name. <laughs> Diamond Dill. Damn. That's what Barry should start going by whenever he whenever he actually charges for him to show real hog. That's the the Boogie Nights version <laughs> of uh of Saltburn. Um, all right. The next category is another return of the king, the Michael Mann Award. For outstanding achievement in dad cinema, this is an all timer this year. It's insane, a banger. It's insane list this year. The nominees are Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Killer, John Wick Chapter Four, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, Ferrari, a Michael Mann film. Yeah, Napoleon. Oh man, Napoleon's (laughs) so high up there. And Air. It's between those last three. I think those last three are like, because all of those are ones that you watch with your dad and they're like, actually, did you know that? Um, like they they want to do that. They want to interrupt the movie to weigh in on something. They're kind of three different types of dads in a lot of ways. I would like to start by disqualifying Napoleon because I don't think that, that anyone saw that. That's more of a grandpa. It's it's like a nothing Okay. That movie in in one year's time we will not remember. But I, I think hey, I think listen, dads know Scott. dads are really into Napoleon and they know that there is a Napoleon movie out there. I think I think they even if well, they have it, they're probably upset by the movie because it's not like a classic war film. Well, that's right? what I was going to say. That I almost feel like that. I don't know if that is a like works as a pro or a detriment. That dads can dads have a lot to say about Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Like they watch it and they're like. Actually, the battle sequences from Napoleon, if you look back at the the invasion of whatever, then it was actually Waterloo. went this way that like it like shit like that. The dad's way in on. Um, 
Um, Ferrari is a Titanic dad achievement. It's so much dad. Dads cinema. have been waiting for Ferrari. It's so much dad cinema that is happening right there. Whenever you just see just men working together, it kind of it's the thing is though that is almost working against it is that I feel like there was a better dad movie about that included Ferrari in the title that came out a few years ago in Ford versus Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Ford versus Ferrari, I think, is a better dad movie than that's well, that's more Ferrari. made for dads. Yeah. And in that way, I'm leaning towards air. I I am too. I do want to give a, a real shout out to Oppenheimer. I think it, I think this has to go to Oppenheimer. If I'm being honest, that's yeah. Well, I think I, once again we're we're representing many different types of dads here. Like, what type of dad do you want? Do I mean, the, have, the kill, Killers of the Flower Moon. Also, I think a lot of dads not, are going to be like, all right, let's let's dive into history. I got, here's the thing you gotta have a historical um, historical epic two, yeah two that have to be unfortunately disqualified is John Wick 4 and uh, Mission Impossible because uh, dads are, struggle with sequels they struggle with remembering the stuff from right. the last ones yeah. right they're, that's well a totally is she a my, wait this is the seventh one yeah they're like who yeah. he's like my, my dad was in town for his birthday shout out to Rafa and he was like hey what's a what's a movie that uh from 2023 that you really like that we can watch for my birthday. I was like, brother, have you seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? And he said no. And I said, motherfucker, we're watching that right now. Did he enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. he. But he hadn't seen it, you know? I he waited until January. I do think that more, more so than even John Wick, even though like John Wick is thinner as far as plot line, but I feel like the Mission Impossible movies, one of the things that works well for them is that there is plot, but somehow you can jump in at any given Mission Impossible and you're like, I Good. recognize what these yeah. characters are. Like, I don't have to have the history with them. I get it. You're like the man in the chair. Yeah. You're the fucking eyes. Like, it's look, I think this has to go to Oppenheimer because dads have been studying the world of around Opp Oppenheimer like the 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 story the stories around Oppenheimer have been dad staples for decades and they've been circling this movie they're like they know of its of its importance and existence they they're like okay we're going into this with knowledge we understand like okay they're building something. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. And there's going to be political consequences, which I'm going to want to know about. Mm -hmm. the, the dads are going to want to be seated for the political fallout. But do yeah. do dads like all of that yapping? Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is, I, is I it think too so. dense for dads? If a dad is on like four, I will tell Mick you, Ultra, <laughs> yeah. is he going to keep up with all that? So yap, 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 let's, yap. Let's use Leonard as the as the patron dad of the pod. <laughs> is Leonard sitting through all all three hours of Oppenheimer? I don't know if he's I don't know if he's zoned in. I don't I, know if he's keyed into the I whole do movie. Think, I do think dad's minds wonder. I think that the second act of Oppenheimer, that is the achievement in dad cinema of the year. The entire Trinity, uh, Los Alamos, 
that is, dads are so locked in at Los Alamos. Even like whenever it goes to him, like going off and doing his own thing in a communism scare, dads are fucking on their toes because they're like, I remember when my grandfather was accused of being a fucking yeah. car- communist. Air, Air is um, such a great nominee too, though. Literally Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Matt Damon, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes, Chris Tucker, Bateman, Bateman phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. Incredible Bateman. Um, it, it's tough. This is I. Those are the the correct two. Matt Damon does, in fact, have to be in the movie. <laughs> Man, I. <laughs> Matt Damon, tell- either way, Matt Damon is a staple of dad's. I think. I think you've kind of won me over. I'll give it to Oppenheimer. I, I think it has, I'm okay. I'm okay with Oppie. I'm okay with Oppie. Oppie is a, that's. World War II is like the classical War, dad topic. Yeah. When in doubt, you they, kind of have been to circling default. this for a while. When in doubt, you have to <laughs> default to a historical epic, especially if it's about like the the folly of man. The, <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. Is, that the dads is, have been wondering if there's more to that story. <laughs> dads are wondering like, are are men really truly great? Are great men truly great? Can you get pussy and be a genius? Yeah. <laughs> Do Florence's pew pews. <laughs> Congratulations, Oppie. Can you be a commie no queer with Riz? <laughs> uh, Did, on your scoot hog. If Maestro was actually about Leonard Bernstein, then this would be an easy nomination. Yes. Easy layup for that. But they yeah. kind of they kind of fumbled the bag. They there. fumbled it. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, you know, you could dads do not care about wives. You could throw in holdovers in there if, if you're talking about North uh, New England dads. Yeah. Pensive dads. Here, here's the thing. Dads. Divorced dads. Holdovers is the movie of the year. Yeah. Divorced men. Well, I mean, Anatomy of a Fall. Troubled. <laughs> Troubled no, marriage that's, dads. Uh, toxic relationship dads. <laughs> Anatomy of the Fall. Just like, she fucking pushed him. Liberal dads. Barbie. Iron Claw. Uh... <laughs> That's, you know, he, honestly, <laughs> Iron Claw I did have written out as a dad movie of the year because that is the a movie dad that is like not well, the worst dad. Yes, but also that's a movie where like dads are like dads of teenage boys are bringing them to Iron Claw and then not getting the message of it at all. They're just like this is an important. This is an important movie. Boys, <laughs> boys, pay attention. Pay attention. Stay in line. By yeah. the way, an, another strong dad movie is Blackberry. Because dads be having Blackberry. Right. I, man, this is an unbelievable. 2024 might be the year of dad cinema. Um, it is. I, the only reason I was okay with not giving it to air is because I showed, I showed my dad both air and Blackberry didn't get the biggest reactions out of him. But Oppenheimer didn't, I, he, I don't think he's seen it. Really? I'm not about to put on a three hour movie for my parents. It's, they didn't go to the, they didn't go to the go theater. Well. Yeah. I, no, they don't go, they do not. Oh, interesting. I listen. You guys are able to put on movies for your parents. I Top Gun Maverick was like the first time my mom went to theaters in like ten years. So hell yeah, um, mom movie of the year, not Barbie. Shockingly, the the winner is Mr. Monk's Last Case. Mm. I thought you were about to say the boys in the boat. Hey, Saltburn, you got a freaky ass mom. <laughs> uh, you know what movie my dad really liked loved this year? Uh, American Fiction. That honestly makes sense as a dad. Yeah. That's a liberal dad movie. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> 
<laughs> best <laughs> left-leaning dad he movie loved, of the year. <laughs> I think that might be like his movie of the year. Uh, if if he was an Academy voter, I think he would go. It's the I'm still with her movie of the year. Yeah. Um, divorced. Uh, divorced. Maybe like slightly liberal dad dad movie of the year is the killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. it has that acidic tone to it, but it's also very lonely. It's sad. The <laughs> next category is who asked for this? The nominees are Air, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, that's going to be tough to beat. The Little Mermaid. Although I guess Ernest asked for oh, Indiana the Jones. The Little Mermaid. Oh my God. These live action fucking readers. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Wow. Well, the Hunger Games, a song of uh, songbirds and snakes. I think that one's disqualified because it's actually made a bunch of money. Cocaine Bear. Okay. Tetris. Mm. Okay. Tetris is 65. 65 is <laughs> And the Meg 2 Trench. So would, this is a really, I think we have to disqualify movies that were considered successes. So that takes out Hunger Games. That takes out, um, uh, I guess air. Even Meg too. It was the Meg made a hundred million dollars, so it makes sense yeah. why they made. Also, that. air is like a pitch that I can I air, would hear and be like, yeah, that's probably a movie. Yeah. Um. Man, sixty five. I would hate for sixty five. Holy to get shit! Shut out. <laughs> Holy shit! Sixty five is a good. Indiana Jones is something where that makes sense. Um, it's between sixty five. Honestly, the Transformers movies have been diminishing returns for years. So the fact that they made a fifth sixth one is kind of insane what was uh the one that you said right before that um, the little mermaid <sighs> the little mermaid one the thing is that i would say that the little mermaid's the winner but they're still doing these they still have like three more of these live action adaptations in the pipeline even though this one was kind of a failure they're all terrible so people are still asking for them I, I don't know a single person who asked for what if 65 million years ago <laughs> in the future what if Adam Driver? Adam Driver was there. The the thing I'm going to remember about 2023 is 65. <laughs> Who asked for this? It's it's the main thing that happened. Is that year. like the only big miss that Adam Driver has had in his entire career? Where it's the one thing where you just like truly was just like, man, that was just a big swing and a miss. He just really tried. He For the most part, even whenever something doesn't work, it's like, ah, oh, he attached himself to a good filmmaker. You can see what he was doing there. This was like, he was like, I can I can do my own kind. I of. gotta send my kids to private school. Need a little, a little extra. Yeah. Congratulations. Sixty five. Sixty five. Huge Adam Driver. Huge win. This is sixty five's <laughs> only recognition that they will get until the Razzies. The next category is the missed opportunity, aka biggest disappointment. Mm. The nominees are the creator, Scream <laughs> Six, The Flash. Shazam 2, Ant-Man 3, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The thing is with these, how high was the ceiling, even at their best? With something like The Flash or with something like even Indy 5. We were, we were reaching diminishing returns already. I will say Shazam 2 is such a bummer because I think the first Shazam rocks. Yeah. I think the first Shazam is a great movie. I think that was the not worst, saying uh, the, anything about Zachary Levi. I think that was the worst movie I saw last year. It was truly. Wow. Awful. That has to be my pick of like biggest disappointment. 
because I like the first Shazam. It's fun. I think it's really fun. It's a it's a really really and, fun. And, movie. In a year with and again, we do not condone Zachary. In, in a year with the Flash and Ant Man and Indiana Jones, like I think that Shazam Two is just the worst. It was so bad. I think there was a big missed opportunity with the Mario movie to do something significantly better. That said, I wasn't expecting anything better. That's true because yeah. it. It, I wasn't like, disappointed. I was expecting by that exact movie because that's exactly what would make the optimal amount of money. You know what I mean? So yeah, and it did. It made over a billion dollars. Yeah, so. so they didn't necessarily miss out on anything. Um I was the most disappointed of in the Please Don't Destroy movie. Yeah. Ooh. But also but also maybe shouldn't have expected that much. But I mean, that wasn't totally like you. It's people who you like making uh, something like and having the ability to make a new movie, having like actually some kind of a budget. Sure, it isn't like unlimited funds, but it's more than they get to make a sketch in SNL. So you expect something more and mm. fell flat. I'm okay with Shazam too. I did not see it, but I just I really like the Flash. I knew was going to be bad for years. Um Shazam 2 I held out some level of hope for because the first Shazam is really fun. Is it the same director? Uh, I honestly have no idea. Um, well, um, Shout out to the creator, which I drafted in the fantasy film league. Is, is the creator, did that have potential? Was that something ever? Hey, hey man. No. Hey. No. We already gave, we gave the creator one. Uh, oh, no, we didn't give it anything. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. We can give it to Shazam too. Congratulations. This is the second win for DC Films. Wow. Missed opportunity. Wow. Scoot hog. All right. Here we are. We're at the end. We made it. The last two awards. Winner of the year. The nominees are Ayo Adebari for The Bear, TMNT, Bottoms, and Theater Camp. Spider-Man. Oh my God. And Spider-Man. Holy shit. Crazy. He's killing it. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy year. And winning a Golden Globe and a Critics' Choice and an Emmy. And having like the, the same weekend. Mm-hmm. And having the definitive mm-hmm. uh, speech of the Golden Globes. Insane. That got shared a bunch about thanking your, her assistance. Insane. And second, well, I, I'd say Lily Gladstone, the definitive speech of the Globes, but yeah, hers was up there. I uh, didn't see it on TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> um. Where Benny, she spoke her native tongue and that wasn't on your feed. No, oh. I missed. It was a huge miss. <laughs> Benny Safdie. Like, I don't wear the subs. Flop. <laughs> Benny Safdie mm-hmm. or Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. The Curse, and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Three insanely different performances what? for our guy. Man, our art. We're going to have to, I'm going to be interested to reassess this over the years, the Josh Safdie versus Benny Safdie power rankings, because Benny's got a heavy lead right now. Well, it's, you know, it's going to be hard if, I, I don't know. We're going to see how much juice Josh had in the tank. Yeah, and it just, it depends on how, you know, how involved Benny still wants to be behind the scenes of stuff moving forward. Margot Robbie for starring and producing Barbie mm-hmm. and making the choice to hire Greta Gerwig and not move the release date in opposition to Oppenheimer on the same day. That is an incredible pick. I also, we forgot to mention in best cameo of the year. She might be my favorite cameo in a movie this year, and I totally forgot it in Asteroid City. 
Oh yeah, she is. Incredible. I guess that counts as a cameo. It, yeah. yeah, it's truly a cameo. She's yeah. in one scene, yeah. playing a understudy to the Scarlett Johansson character in yeah. Asteroid City, and it's unbelievably good. It's yeah. so fucking good. I don't understand the play. Um, Chris Nolan for making Oppenheimer <laughs> and fucking dominating the year. Movies are back. <laughs> just absolutely massive gargantuan feet. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't pick here. So I split them. I also put universal for like banking on Nolan and standing behind our guy. Nolan was with Warner brothers for his entire career and then left Warner after tenant. And he put Oppie out for a bid and the universal got Oppie and they fucking look what they did. Look what universal did with Oppenheimer. They made almost a billion dollars and got 13 Oscar nominations. Insane. Like it's gotta be nominated. Um, the guy who coined the term Barbenheimer mm-hmm. on Twitter do we know who that is? I believe, according to Know Your Meme, uh-huh. <laughs> I believe it's a guy named uh, Matt Neglia who runs the website Next oh, Best Picture. Yeah. Um, he retweets our critics group stuff. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I believe that that is the guy. Uh, labor unions? Hey. SAG and the Writers Guild of America f- for an effective work stoppage yeah. and getting... You know, some type of victory in the industry with a six-month strike. It's hard to know, like, long-term implications without, like, right now. It was a horrible strike. Yeah. It it was Um, terrible. But, I mean, you got to – it defined the year. Yeah. You got to handle it. Yes. Yes. I also have losers of the year. Warner Brothers, Zaslav, and Disney. I think Superhero movies. Disney was a – Okay, so Marvel, superhero, Star Wars. Yeah, superhero movies were the biggest loser. And Disney was kind of at the forefront of that. Because um, Disney had a bunch of movies. Even Disney had more movies that looked like L's in the beginning. But even something like Elemental was like a slow roll and then eventually like became a success yeah. and stuff like that. Wish. Um, we haven't included anything from the music vein here. I think if we're speaking more broadly about all of pop culture, the clear winner of the year is Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift became the most successful artist since Michael Jackson this year. Like that's not, that's not hyperbole. That's not anything to do with like what you think about her artistically. She became the biggest musical artist of at bare minimum, the 21st century. And like is going to have the most successful tour of all time and redefined what it is to like release music and to kind of own your image in a way that, again, I'm not saying anything like objectively about her music and like whether you're a fan of the songs that she releases. But as far as like owning your brand, she has done that better than pretty much any celebrity I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a thing that like I've just kind of become fascinated with. She is like created these like pseudo rivalries with other artists like Olivia Rodrigo that have only boost her fame without really giving any negativity and drawback. We'll see what like long-term implications come from that. She has brought an entirely new sect 
of people into the NFL, which is absolutely insane. Like the NFL kind of had reached capacity for who it could get. And now they have Swifties watching NFL games and being like, what is the difference between like offensive and defensive pass interference and like analyzing shit in the same way they're like viewing Taylor Swift tweets and shit. It's insane what this community that she has created and how it has infected everything around it. So if we are speaking more widely to all of pop culture, I think she is the objective pick. Um, Can she say anything about the war in Israel and Gaza? Oh, no, she's very pro-Israel. Um, that would be nice. I uh, I guarantee you she would be able to solve it if she wanted to. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that that's kind of the thing. And again, we will see how long of a shelf life this has as far as Taylor Swift being like unimpeachable. We're going to reach a downfall of everything because that's literally human nature is you build a person up to the highest that they can possibly reach and then you tear them back down. It's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be 2024. It might be 2025 later on in the future when this downfall of Taylor happens. Um, I think that whenever we think back years from now, I think that this year will be decide will be defined by Taylor Swift and will be defined by Barbenheimer. By just that well, overall phenomenon. I didn't want to just put Oppenheimer Barbenheimer together. as the winner of the year. Like it has to be a little bit it more has to specific. Be one, one or the other. Than that. Like I know the Barbenheimer phenomenon is just easy to point to, but I kind of wanted to get a little bit more granular. Like, is it I, uh, Nolan? Is it Margot? I'm on board with it being Taylor Swift. I mean, you're you're technically correct. Like, you know what I mean? Like she won the year. Like she is like it's it's nuts how significant she manages to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and again, <laughs> none of us are like objectively the biggest like Taylor Swift fans. I'm not saying anything negative. I just want to make that very clear. Please don't come after me. Um, but like I I just I've never seen brand management like this. Most yeah, she's like the most Ernest had to pour himself another glass of wine before we before we give Taylor Swift winner of the year. He's disgusted. Ernest, are you trying to make another rival right now after you still have the color purple heads up? Winner of the year, Oprah. <laughs> Guys, we can't give ta- what are we doing? Taylor <laughs> Swift? Are you fucking serious? Do, uh, do we want our winner of the year or the winner of the year? You that's know, that's the thing, is how I mean? how objective do we want to be with this? Ernie, where's your head at? Tell me where your head is at. Can we call for a ceasefire, Taylor? <laughs> then I'll give you winner of the year. I fucking guarantee you, Taylor Swift is so powerful. It's like it's like Mr. Beast, Taylor Swift, Joe Biden. I Taylor Swift is above. <laughs> okay, Taylor Swift, Mr. Beast, Joe Biden. Okay, that's better. <laughs> like you could do it. Come on, girl. You can do it. It's possible. You can do what? <laughs> Stop the war. I fucking guarantee you, dude. Barbie didn't say a word about the ceasefire. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if, Taylor, if say, Taylor said no so, more tour dates until a ceasefire, it would happen like that. That shit would happen immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So is that like a negative towards her that she has a girlfriend? Okay, for a we're gonna give we're gonna give winner of the year to Skibbity Toilet. 
Because Skibbity Toilet has been very actively just like I stand with Palestine and with <laughs> with the people. I mean, watch Strip. watch the videos. You'll see the parallels. <laughs> I look. So I think, I'm turning 30 this year. Taylor Swift to me feels like a very Gen Z thing. Like all the Gen Z people I talk to are just so into Taylor Swift. Well, that's crazy because she's the like the most she's, millennial. Yeah, bitch she's on very she is, but the people that love her. Tend I think, to skew younger. See, I think that one of the things that she's really succeeded in is expanding that fan base, is getting because it started with millennials. So there's already like people our age who grew up with Taylor and who were like in on Taylor from the get-go. There's people our age who are just diehard Taylor fans. Then she brought in the Youngs, and then she brought in the Youngs' parents. And now you had like moms and dads who were driving their gen z gen alpha kids around in the car listening to taylor and now those adults those fucking grown-ass people are just listening to taylor on their own because of their kids because they're like well this is better than the other shit i was listening to and that's one of the things that it's like kind of like it's like looking at <laughs> are you gonna I'm about, I'm about to insult something it's like looking at a painting it's almost like looking at like a, a like hotel painting where it's just like objectively this isn't going to offend anybody like everybody can look at this and be like this is good are you gonna are you gonna watch the the heiress tour movie i'll watch it are you gonna watch it i really i want to watch that and the renaissance um what the fuck are we doing i like the tournament (laughs) okay if we are going uh, here's the thing we should give it to the creator if (laughs) (laughs) we should give it to the flash um (laughs) I think if we're going to stick in the realm of movies, I actually think that Greta is a bigger winner over uh, Chris Nolan, which let's, I think might be like let's, a controversial. Let's, let's watch the fucking Aerostore movie. I'm not let's, watching. Listen, let's watch I st- I'm still have a chance to win our film league, and maybe I'm just going to make us fucking watch the Aerostore movie. I'm not. Okay? I'm not watching that. I was. I, I want to watch her so shake much- her little no fucking. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. Then I'm we can't give winner of the year to Taylor okay, Swift. Okay, then it's going to go, I would say Greta, but Margot produced it and starred. So let's give it to Margot, right? Right? Come it's on. either her or Nolan. I, I would give it to Greta slash Margot over Nolan. I think the thing is about Nolan, I think as great as what Oppenheimer did, like Nolan it was already kind of a blank check director. I think that like some studio was going to fund whatever the fuck Nolan wanted to make. He was always considered an auteur. This is a massive level up for Greta that she went. She now has three movies that have come out. All three have been nominated for best picture. They're all like essentially they perfect. <laughs> have each made more money than the other one, which at the end of the day, that's what matters the most for like studios. Um, and then Margot Robbie, I think, has kind of become the biggest movie. And she's the, the mastermind the behind the project. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, that's yeah. Can we do both? We can. If not, so I would- Taylor slash Margot Robbie, right? That's what we're going with. Margot. Ernest just refuses to acknowledge uh, that women are allowed to have things. Margot Robbie. Yes? Yes. Yeah, okay. A woman. <laughs> Barbie. Can we clip that? <laughs> <Can> we- <laughs> Hashtag Hillary Barbie. 
God damn it. Congratulations to Barbie. Congratulations to Margaret Robbie. I don't want to live in Taylor Swift's world. I, the thing I is, do. I'm just trying to speak I objectively. Do. I was just, I, I, once again, I want to clarify, I'm not speaking anything objectively, uh, subjectively about her music. I'm just saying if we were thinking objectively about the winner of the year, I think it's Taylor Swift. Not out. What about Io? Io would be my personal choice. Yeah. Io is a rocket ship, and I can't wait to see everything that she goes on to do next. But The final <laughs> award is the honestly visually stunning award. The this nominees, is our, our true best picture ever winner of the year. <laughs> the nominees are John Wick Chapter 4. Taylor Swift on the Eras Tour. Barbie. Oppenheimer. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Poor Things. The Boy in the Heron. Bo is Afraid. And Asteroid City. For me, it's in between uh, Poor Things and Spider-Man. If we're talking visually stunning. I was going to say, because I don't think we've ever given, maybe we gave it to the original Spider-Verse. We did. Um, I was going to say it's between Spider-Verse or Boy and the Heron. Um, for two me, animated films. It's, it's, and it's weird to put it between two animated films, but both of those are movies that are different types of animation that I've never seen before. I think, I think we have to give it to Across the Spider-Verse, though. Because I think yeah, that what across that is truly I, visually stunning. No, it's and what's insane is um now that the Spider Verse sensibility of what you can do to experiment in the the animation medium has infected like all kinds of movies and TV shows and all forms yeah. of animation like everywhere now like it's all over the place that you see people being more like adventurous and realizing we don't have to operate in the bounds that like the Pixar rounded faces of every character in the story. We can do whatever we want in this medium. And I think that for that reason, I, I still just the, the opening 15 minutes of spider verse. I, mm. I, that's now become the that's, watercolors. It's starting to become a movie that I go to sleep to. And the problem is I fall asleep pretty early onto it because it's so impressionistic. It's something that leaves such a, uh, like a perfect backdrop on, it's so settling in a way that's it's so beautiful. I love it. So I'm down Spider-Man. for Spider-Verse. There you go. We did it. Across it. Good job. Um, Honestly. Thank you. Thank you, Jim stunning. Kimmel. Um, wait, there's been a mistake. Taylor, you won the Honestly Visually Stunning. <laughs> uh, we have one bonus award, which is as the credits are rolling across the screen. It is the Lee Pace's six foot five lifetime achievement <laughs> award. Okay. For the discovery of the year, where we shout out all our first time watches of the year. Well, we liked. I, I already shouted out the act, <laughs> which I'm telling you, impression wise, Hunter, you'd just you'd have a field day with this fucking thing. It's crazy. Um, I wrote down somewhere. Hold on, guys. Oliver Stone's JFK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this movie? Yeah, but like a long time ago. I I. He he is on to something. Okay. And he has buried it in this film and it's incredible. And Kevin Costner gives the performance of a lifetime. Um, as long as we're, we're reviewing the year, I want to give a shout out to the actor draft we did and how I fucking cleaned up. We should do another one. No, I don't. Yeah, think so. no, there's there's a whole other slate of uh of nominees that we could put on there. Jacob Lordy not drafted. Um, I'm good with what we did. <laughs> I, I'm looking at my list and I'm like, did I just like get to go like 10 times in a row? Um, 
I really like my list personally. Um, I so first time watches. Um, Kundun. I'm I'm the Marty, sorting through Letterboxd right now. Uh, I was a big fan of the film um, Man of the Year. No shit. Christ. Damn it. I, I watched uh, Sam Raimi's Evil hey, Dead. 2. Remember when we remember when we watched three different Pin- Pinocchio movies this past year? Oh God. That was um, something that happened in 2023. The other two, great show. Watching. Oh, yeah. oh, you know it's a first time watch for me, uh, which might be a top five Scorsese movie. Is King of Comedy. Great movie. I had never seen King of Comedy before. I did a bunch of Scorsese would yeah. rewatch Silence. That and After Hours are both first time watches, and uh, got like a whole new respect for eighties Scorsese. In terms of stuff rocks. we covered on the podcast, um, Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, I think banger is is going up in the in the high tier for me. Uh, big, yeah. yeah, big is great. Sure. Re re gonna rewatch that like a lot uh, in my life. I can feel it already. Uh, Danny Boyle's uh, Twenty Eight Days Later with our guy Killian Oppie mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it, I ever mentioned this in a catch up. If I did, uh, I'll, I'll be brief about it anyways. But I watched uh, Wim Wenders' uh, Paris, Texas for the first time this year on a flight to Texas. Nice. Um, and that is a really beautiful movie. I need to see Wim Wenders. Uh, he released a movie earlier this year, a Japanese film, Perfect Days, that uh, I still haven't yeah. around to seeing. It's um, on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. Gotta got check that one out. All right. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Sure. Are we good? I we've been here for too long. I want to go home and shower. The Wabamis, the fifth annual Wabamis. We did it. Woo. Congratulations. Good job by us. To all the winners. I think that we're the true winners of the year. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know your thoughts. Check out webottomike.net. Get every episode in your inbox. Join the, the Discord. Patreon.com slash webottomike. Thank you, Run P, and all the donors for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to Run P for sponsoring the Run P uh, scene of the year. Yeah. Which is the Chevy car commercial. <laughs> the Run P moment. <laughs> yeah. Run P moment of the year. Next week, guys, Hype Draft 2024. Oh. Most anticipated. Oh. Shall we? Well, the problem is can I draft Night Swim, even though it already came out? the beekeeper can you, can you draft the beekeeper still let me tell you about the beekeeper i i know that hive. he protects the hive yeah. he does protect the hive <laughs> is um is the creator two coming out this year it that's 25 okay no they're well, taking their time so they're doing one. the creator three this year uh, and the creator two the following year they're doing something really expensive. i heard that they're doing a crossover between the creator and roosevelt <laughs> Or who? What was that's, the one? It's is, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that that's like Scorsese's it dropped uh, Roosevelt to work on that? It's like a Alita Battle Angel yeah. situation. I want to do our annual hype draft to get hyped for everything we're looking forward to in 2024. What are we looking forward to, guys? Um, the, the U.S. presidential election? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to CNN's coverage, uh, to the debates between two senile old men the end yelling of, at each other. The end of America? <laughs> looking at two... The collapse two of white society? Men slurring their words up there together. What, how far... It, is that the number one pick um, in the draft? Or? We're going to talk about it. I actually am cool with doing a draft to feel something because uh, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about 2024. Um, based on how good of a year 2023 is, I, I hope that we don't see dearth. 
Maybe all the electricity in the entire country will get wiped out. Can we drive? Can we draft that? Yeah. Like just an EMP. We would just be sitting here holding like <laughs> sticks up to our mouths and talking to them. <laughs> talking about like puppet shows that we saw down at the, the lake. <laughs> that's what, that's what, uh, uh, what's it called it's about the show that you guys like about the end of time and how stories are important. Mm. Station 11? Station 11. The best fucking show. <laughs> that's that's basically what Station 11 oh is. Oh my right? God. All right. Well, we'll see you then. Thanks to you for watching. Thanks to all the winners. Congratulations. Congratulations. Barbie was the big winner tonight. Your your scoot hogs are in the mail. It's n- it's I promise it's feminist. Noah, don't get offended that we are sending a lot of scoot hogs to your house. And I packed in a few extra just for you, buddy. Um, Hashtag Hillary Barbie. <laughs> and maybe maybe we should have recorded this on a separate day that isn't hashtag Hillary Barbie Day because maybe we were swayed. Hashtag Hillary Scoot. <laughs> you, can you start that hashtag? Yeah, Will. Hillary okay. Hog. <laughs> Hillary Hog. <laughs> Hill Hog. Bye. <laughs> Bye.